When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, Friday, TGIF, we are going to try to navigate through this thing with no technical issues, but of course, no promises here on this Friday. Either way, guys, it is game day eve. What is going on? So happy to chat with each and every single one of you, and I am fired up here on this Friday as we sit on the eve of the Gamecocks SEC Pimod, Joseph, Justin Bryant, uh, Jarrock Beats, Brendan Lance, Rob Smith, Jimmy Mendio, Stephanie Lee, Justin Langford, Travi, Brendan, Connor McCormish. Dude, it's popping. It is popping today. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. What is going on? Craig Phillips says, it's Friday. We know what that means. Uh, you, you don't know what that means. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, Chris Phillips is in here, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm in here also. You're right, Pimod. Zach Attack, what's up, man? Appreciate you tuning in. Joseph, uh, let's see. <laughs> Joseph says, when Chris gets really big and South Carolina's a national powerhouse, we're going to take big party buses to road games. You know, it's funny you bring that up. Let me first remind you guys, of course, tomorrow, all my upstate Gamecocks, my Greenville Gamecocks, I'm calling on you and I'm challenging you. Uh, and I know that you'll meet the challenge, but I want to see y'all out there, man. I want to see y'all out there. Carolina Alehouse, downtown Greenville, going to be one hell of a time. My Greenville folks always show love, always support. So I know it'll be a packed venue yet again. I know the Greenville Gamecock Club's backing it. The Alumni Association's backing it. And I – and, guys, I, I, I don't know why the mother keeps doing that. I, I wish I had an answer. I, I don't know. Because, see, every time I yell into the mic like that, every time – to the mic it like cuts out i don't know if it's a melon thing because i record the podcast and i have no issues so i don't know if it's a melon thing i don't know if it's a a must champ hacker thing we're gonna just try to navigate and we'll figure this out again last tdc of the week and, and we'll, we'll we'll just make it work maybe i need to talk softer just need to talk quieter like this but that's not how i operate that's not how i do it um anyways though let me just say this, too, about the event. And I said this on the podcast. I don't know if we got any upstate Gamecocks tuned in, or you guys will probably see this or hear this at some point. By the way, those tuned in on the podcast side of things, um, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, let me just say this. Let me just say this. I've had a lot of folks ask questions regarding the event tomorrow, right? And anytime we throw an event in the upstate, oh, you know, Chris, are they, are they going to cut the game off because Clemson's going to come on? Are they going to have game sound on? I'm scared to come out because of the orange and purple. And, folks, let me just tell you something right now. You come to an event of mine, okay? You come to an event of mine, you can be rest assured Gamecock Nation, our people are going to be taken care of. Because I will say this. I will say that any event that I put on, 
again, it's going to be done right. I, I don't half-ass stuff like that. So, yes, game sound will be on. Obviously, the game will be on. We will have koozies, towels, all that good stuff for sale as well, merchandise. I just want you all to know that you have nothing to worry about. There's a reason I take so much pride in it. It's not something where I just show up and say, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And people show up. No, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. So I want you all to know that. Come on out to Carolina Ale House tomorrow, downtown Greenville. We will have us one hell of a time. Again, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-3377. We've got uh, Jake Crane of Crane & Company here on this Friday, joining us really excited to chat with him. I'm getting honestly distracted because I see you guys. I see you guys like going off about the audio input. I'm sitting here reading it, and I'm like, I'm trying to also do the show. Where we, yes, I, I know how to work an interface. Thank you. Um, we haven't had issues with this before, though. I did, I did turn it down just a touch, just a touch. Maybe it accidentally got bumped because I've never had a problem with this. But we, this is not my first rodeo. This is not my first rodeo. Let me, let me, let me, let me put it that way. Either way, and still, I don't, I don't think that's really going to matter, man. I, I really do think it's, it's just the melon platform. I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the interface because, again, I see the green, I see the red Jarok. I get it. I appreciate the feedback. Um, either way, podcast dropped this morning, episode seven hundred. By the way, the pod episode seven hundred, guys. We're about to hit a million all-time downloads. A million all-time downloads. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Um, anyways, episode 700 of the podcast, full breakdown of tomorrow's game against Arkansas, top storylines, key matchups, keys to the game. And of course I lock in my lead pipe lock of the week prediction brought to you by our friends over at a one air quality consultants. That reminds me before we go any further, of course, the daily crow daily crow is brought to you by our friends over at prize picks. Go download the prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. I know you guys love to bet on spreads. You love to bet on totals, futures, what have you. Why not win some money betting on the prop plays, right? You can take Spencer Rattler, uh, K.J. Jefferson, whatever. Anything across college football, MLB, NHL, NBA, does not matter the sport. Uh, again, guys, they're basically giving away money with some of these plays that I've seen. So, again, that's our friends at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS T -S -U -S, to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Chase Floyd says, Congrats, Chris. You got the 700 before Albert Pujols. I love that. Love that. Albert, you were too slow, my guy. You were too slow. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> anyways, guys, let me say thank you all so much for rolling with the punches this week, or at least the last couple of days with the technical issues. I have no clue, literally no clue what's going on. Again, I think it was just the mic. If Madison also wasn't glitching and freezing on its end, because that's literally what it's doing. Um, I, I don't know what the issue is. I, I, I don't know. I think it's the melon platform. I'm going to reach out to these people because they're starting to piss me off. To be honest with you, this is, this is starting to get on my nerves a little bit. <clears throat> Stop. I don't know. Yeah. Adam, I, I know what's going on, Adam. I, I do know what's going on. Um, yeah, we're going to try. It, it almost makes me want to go back to StreamYard. I, I don't know if these Melon people are tuned in. They were tuned into the, to, to the stream last week, 
it almost makes me want to go back to the StreamYard platform because I don't remember having these issues with StreamYard. Anyways, anyways, 843-790-3377. Guys, the phone lines are open. That's 843-790-3377. In case you missed it, my prediction's out there. I've got Arkansas beating the Gamecocks 26-20. to Would love to hear your thoughts. What are your predictions for the game? Um, of course, let's see. We will see. Yeah. Now, I, I really think, Jarrock, I, I think it's the uh, the Mellon platform. Because, again, I record my podcast and have absolutely zero issues. I do everything else and have zero issues. I, I think it's, you know, just sometimes the streaming platform, listen, when you're running a bunch of different things, as you probably know, uh, you know, technology is great until it isn't. So, it is what it is, and we just kind of rock and roll with the punches and keep it moving. Uh, anyways, anyways, enough with it. We'll just roll with it. I don't want to spend this entire show talking about uh, – Talking about technical stuff. It's just the Muschamp hackers. Guys, blame the appropriate parties. It is the Muschamp hackers. Uh, Jesse Jacobs says, let's get to your questions. Prediction hurt, but I think it would be a real, or I think it's a real and would be a good competitive game. And, and let me make that clear, by the way. There are no moral victories yet. There are no moral victories. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Jerry, man, how are you? A pretty accurate one, but after watching Arkansas, I think we got a lot to improve on. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I didn't love the matchup over the summer. I picked Arkansas to win this game 31-24 to 24 in July when I gave my predictions. And going off of week one, right, after week one, I don't see anything that makes me feel any better about the matchup. So... I, 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 the only, like, like, and I respect all predictions, obviously, man, like for sure, right? My prediction isn't like some, I, I'm just this all knowing whatever, but I haven't seen anybody that's not a, that's not a Gamecock fan pick South Carolina to win the game. So I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a hot take to pick on all to win this one. Um, I hate the matchup in the trenches, line of scrimmage. I, I just think that, uh, unfortunately, Arkansas' strengths expose our weaknesses, our glaring weaknesses up front. So, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge. I'm not saying it's not a winnable game either, man. I think it's a toss-up. I do think it's a close competitive game. But saw nothing in week one that makes me feel good or confident going into this one that, uh, you know, we're all of a sudden going to be something we haven't been, which is which is physical and dominant at the point of attack and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous as hell about the offensive line, of course. I'm nervous as hell about the run defense. I'm nervous as hell about stopping K.J. Anderson. Um, so, you know, th- th- there's – but there's also an opportunity, right? You got Spencer Rattler. I think the battle between Rattler and Jefferson is going to be a lot of fun to watch. But, um, yeah, I saw nothing in week one that makes me feel like any better about this game where I would pick the Gamecocks going on the road into Fayetteville as an underdog to win it. What do you have, Arkansas – Arkansas season prediction. I'd have to go back and because I, I did drop predictions for all the SEC teams. I'd have to go back and look. I think I had them at either eight and four or nine and three. I think eight and four. I think I had them at eight and four. But I also had LSU at eight and four. So I don't think that's going to happen anymore. So I think they're about an eight or nine win team. Um, I, I know my friend Brad Crawford had them at ten and two. Some others had them at ten and two. I think that might be a little bit aggressive, but they're they're a quality football team. There ain't no question. I mean, this this is not a game where if South kind of loses, hey, there's no moral victories for us. Absolutely no moral victories, 
But you lose this game, it's not like, oh, my God, that's some terrible loss. Like, Arkansas is a good team. Like, you're not supposed to beat them tomorrow at their place. Uh, Alabama or say it again, my guy. Do you think uh, Arkansas will test A and M and Alabama? I mean, I think they could beat A and M. They beat them last year. Alabama, no. I mean, it might be a good game, but Bama's going to win the West, no doubt. Um, I, I mean, I don't know exactly about the the A and M game. They did beat them last year, though, so uh, wouldn't totally shock me if they did it again. But I got a question for you. Put this out here that I got two tickets for Georgia game to sell. My guy, you can. You're more than welcome to put it out there. And also, I would. I'd highly suggest, and this would go to anybody. If you ever have tickets you're trying to get rid of, and and you you can't sell them or whatever, you want help. Put up a – I don't know what you're on. If you're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, just put up a post, tag us. I'll share it. And I promise you, if I share it, you're going to sell them. Ain't no, ain't no question. You're going to sell them. So, uh, just just tag us, shoot me a DM, let me know, and we'll, we'll, we'll share it, and we'll make sure it gets out there. So. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call. Great Sorry, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best with these, with these microphone issues here. We're going to try to figure it out. We will get my guy, Jane, in here. Jane. Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Hold on one second, Jake. For some reason, I'm not hearing you. I don't know. We're having, we're having some technical issues for whatever reason. Um, I should be able to hear you, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Okay, we're gonna try this. We, we are we are fighting Mustang Packers today. I mean, we are fighting. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, dude. I'm I'm I don't know what's going on. If it's Melon, I don't think it's me. I don't think it's me. We just blame the Mustang Packers on this side, man. Will Mustang still haunting our hopes and dreams? And mm. I don't know. Either way, man, how you been? Uh, what's going on? How's uh how's everything been? Obviously, week one in the books. You enjoyed, I'm sure, about five or six consecutive days of football. Uh, how how was your week one, my friend? Man, it was great. You know, I said on the show the other day, uh, from kind of the full spectrum of of a fan, from you know beat downs to upsets to to thrilling finishes and good games, this is one of the best week ones that I can remember. Uh, obviously, getting five straight days of football is great. Instantly hit that withdrawal period Tuesday on Wednesday. It got really bad. I was hiding in dark corners, and then you know got a little NFL taste last night. But uh, you know, it's back on the bully today. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. We got college football back tonight. What, Louisville, UCF? I got some buddies that are real high on uh, on UCF. I think mine is four and a half or five and a half tonight against the old Redbirds. How'd your, uh, how'd your gambling picks do in week one? Good, man. We're in the green right now. Uh, about four games up. Uh, about three units, two and a half, three units up. Week one's always the hardest one to bet, you know, because you don't really know what you're going to get. Week two. You kind of see some teams against good competition, but uh, not as a group, man, off to a good start. I'm just trying to win the month. You know, yeah. that's I won last month. You know, I'm trying to stay on top, like saving out here. I'm just trying to make necessary adjustments, be malleable, 
understand I don't have all the answers, but I do have some of them, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, never never get complacent. Never get complacent, for sure. Um, speaking on week one, man, before we get into the Gamecock side of things, let's talk first SEC. How about the conference dominance, if it weren't for LSU not knowing how special teams works? The SEC be undefeated right now. Just talk about what you saw from the league as the whole. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny, Jake. I feel like we come into every year and folks are kind of, I don't know, kind of waiting, or at least the haters, if you will, which are a small number, are like hating on the SEC to fall off. And, well, maybe they're not really the best conference. And then they have a weekend like they have. You know what I mean? It's just like all yep. that goes away. And you, you, you see, like, for example, Georgia and Oregon. It's like you just see the gap. You know what I mean? Like they're just, yep. There's just this massive gap. No, I mean, there is. Look, when you're on top, you're going to catch most of the hate. I mean, you can see it with Tom Brady, the you know, the greatest athletes of all time, the greatest teams of all time. It's really a compliment. That's uh, that's that's really what it is. Now, look, the SEC is pretty deep this year, and they're deep at quarterback. Uh, it's about as deep as a, a class of quarterbacks that I think we've seen in a while, which having a good quarterback obviously breeds stability. Uh, there's a couple offensive lines that are still in question to me, including South Carolina's, uh, including Auburn's, including LSU's, hell, including A&M's, to be honest with you. Um, but just from a pure depth of conference, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's the SEC and everybody else. Now, I do think it's Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else. That's pretty right. easy to see. Yeah. But again, when you start looking at that second tier and that mid-tier of a conference, uh, the SEC by far and away is just beating the shit out, excuse me, beating the hell out of everyone. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's that battle of attrition and depth in the conference. Um, you know, let's first start with this Arkansas team taking down Cincinnati 31 to 24. And you mentioned Alabama. They're obviously the cream of the crop in the SEC West. Some folks look at the Razorbacks as maybe a challenger, but just talk about what you saw from them in week one. KJ Jefferson, obviously fantastic game. You saw the emergence mm -hmm. of Trey Knox, Jaden Hazelwood with a touchdown catch. Rocket Sanders in the backfield. They got a big physical offensive line. Then defensively, looked a little suspect in the secondary, obviously, giving up over 300 yards. But all in all, a quality win at home or an, yeah. over a good Cincinnati team. Yeah, well, you know, the quick reaction is, oh, well, you know, Cincinnati doesn't have Desmond Ritter. They don't have the two NFL corners. And they don't, but they returned a pretty good core. I, I mean, a lot of that roster was intact. Ben Bryan's a guy that we know can play really you know, I thought Arkansas played a pretty good game. I don't think they played their A game. There were some there were some throws early in the game that Cincinnati missed, uh, especially down the field, you know, that could have ended up in points. They connected on a couple of those in the third quarter, which opened up the run game a little bit, opened up the intermediate pass game a little bit. But when I look at Arkansas, you know, they don't panic. And that's what happens when you return both coordinators. You return your quarterback. You return your leader in the middle of, uh, with bumper pool. Uh, Catalan did go out early in that game, uh, was on the sideline with some ice on. So they kind of had to manage that. But I thought it was a good win for Arkansas. The thing for Arkansas, to me, you know, isn't in the short term the way they play. It's in the long term. You know, last year, K.J. Jefferson was really beat up at the end of the year because every time they needed it, he was going to put his head down and he was going to run guys over. And when you do that, that's great that you can do that. And it's a huge ability. That's why the jump pass works. And that's why the passing game in the red zone in general is a little bit more open for Arkansas than it'd be for somebody that doesn't have a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson. Uh, but if they do that the whole year, he's not going to make it. They're not going to be able to have the, the year that they want to have. So I'm interested to see how they play that. Up front, I think Arkansas's <laughs> offensive line is pretty good. I'll never question an offensive line with Sam Pittman, uh, especially the way they kind of handled that Cincinnati unit. Uh, look at, you know, Trey Knox, we knew it tight end was going to be special. You know, the touchdown catch was really nice, but he made a catch on third down in between two guys grabbing it with his hands that I thought was a big league catch. He's a guy that's going to just continue to create more problems the better he gets. Defensively, on the edge, I think Arkansas was good. The worry was on the interior defensive line. 
Uh, there were some times where Kiner and them found some room, McClellan, they were able to get some push. But I thought overall Arkansas was pretty good uh, when it comes down to the interior defensive line play. So, look, they're a good team. I picked them as my third best team in the SEC. I still believe that. Uh, offensively, I thought Kendall played it pretty close to the vest once he got into the vibe of how the game was going. You know, it was going to come down at the end there to who made that big turnover, and it was Cincinnati uh, after they had just gotten one on the, on the, uh, the strip sack. Uh, that was huge that ended up turning the game. So when I look at Arkansas, they're a quality team. Uh, and I'm sure, pretty sure you're probably going to ask me about South Carolina and how they match up, I'm guessing. Oh, for sure. But before we go there, I, I want to get your take on this, Jake, because, again, you're a, you're a football guy, right? You've coached. And we yeah. hear this old adage as fans that, you know, the a, a college football teams or a football team's most improvement comes between week one and week two. From week one to week two, that's where you see the most improvement. Why is that? I mean, is it as simple as just, you know, I heard Sam Pittman actually talking about this, and he's just saying, you know, you finally get game tape, game film, live action. Like, why is there such a major jump from that first to second game? Well, because there's, there's, you know, experience is is a key thing. It's a real thing. Uh, You go against guys in practice, and you go against them long enough, you know what they're doing on defense. You know what's happening on offense. You figure out what the checks are and what the calls are. And in practice, you give up a touchdown. Damn, man. Well, we didn't lose the game yet. Right. You know, it's 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 not, oh, my goodness, 80,000 people just saw me screw up. You know, so the difference in the game is is obvious than practice. You, some guys are better in the game than they are in practice and vice versa. Some guys get out there and the lights are too bright. But the game tape is really important because you're getting to see it against different looks. It's not as planned out as it was or it wasn't basically the same four fronts you see every practice and you're going against different players at different skill levels but it's that experience factor it's the hey i can do it or it's the hey i know what i need to fix to be able to do it and then you kind of get in that routine and that grind mode really too through the rest of the season now jake looking at south carolina's season opener against georgia state Mm -hmm. you know sitting here you look at that final score and you say okay the gamecocks had a successful night right covered the spread uh won the game by 21 points but then you look at how it happened, and you were down 13-12 to 12 to Georgia State in the third quarter, right? And, and the offense, just two offensive touchdowns, offensive line struggled from start to finish. Of course, Beamer Ball showed up, a great night for the brand, great night for the business. But Beamer Ball showed up, two block punts, scoop and scores. It's just a season opener. It's just one game. But I'm sure you saw some of my commentary. And, Jake, I've told people I've never ranted so much after a three-touchdown win not because of I was unhappy about beating Georgia State by 21, but because we all knew that type of effort, it ain't going to get it done in Fayetteville. Certainly ain't going to get it done against Georgia, A&M, as you navigate throughout SEC play. And the glaring issue being the offensive line, I think that was just so troublesome and that irked so many people because that was the point of emphasis all preseason long. Just talked about, again, what you saw from the Gamecocks. It's great to be 1-0 and great to, to start, out, start off on a positive note but the way it happened, it definitely leaves some things to uh, left yeah. to be desired, if you will. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a – after being in the business, I'm not a believer in ugly wins. Um, <laughs> you know, wins a win. There's no such thing as an ugly win or a pretty loss. Yeah, look, and, and there, South Carolina's one to know. I think you got to take your hat off to Georgia State. Uh, that's a tough week one opponent. That isn't the, the cupcake that some people that aren't as knowledgeable on the depth of, of teams in college football won't understand how effective Georgia State can be. But, yeah, there were some glaring issues that I saw. Some that the reason I said that I think South Carolina was going 2-6 and six in SEC play, I think you yeah. saw a little bit 
of why I had that. Now it's game one. They can come out and look like look look like the the nineties Bulls, you know, this this Saturday. But up front of the offensive line, it's very worrisome. And it's hard to be it's hard to be it's hard to be hard on Spencer Rattler when the offensive line plays that bad. And the crazy part was, and Auburn has the same problem. It's not, it's not that the offensive line wasn't going to the right spot most of the night. It's when they got there, they weren't physical enough to be able to displace that person or in pass rush to be able to anchor it down. They were getting beat just on ability. And that's what should scare you some, because there's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be a couple misassignments. Some guy didn't stay on the combo long enough in the zone, stuff like that. But it's different when you're getting there and you're not able to be effective. That's a totally different thing. I think Spencer, too, coming off a, a season in Oklahoma where they struggled on the offensive line a little bit, and he started staring at the rush. That is a dangerous combination. You saw two more interceptions in that game against Georgia State. It's only going to get faster and harder going to Fayetteville against better players. So South Carolina, number one, pass protection is one thing, but being able to run the ball and achieve balance is a totally different thing. And if you can't do either, then you're going to have to rely on an improvisation from Spencer Rattler, and that's typically a 50-50 proposition. You'll make some plays, you're like, wow, what a play, and then others, you're like, wow, that really cost us big. Uh, South Carolina, again, watching that game, the block punt changed the whole game, but you hope to not have to be blocking punts against Georgia State to change the game. Right. But like you, it, it's great. Beaver ball, that's great. I guarantee you that's not how Shane wanted it to go down. So looking at the offensive line, that's the biggest question mark. But because without the engine, the car doesn't move. It doesn't matter how good the paint job is, what set of rims you got on there, or how nice your tires are. If you can't get any push in the run game, you'll never have balance. And if you can't have balance, you don't stay on the beam, especially in this league. Yeah, and Jake, I was going to say, you mentioned Spencer Rattler. I mean, I, I really do feel like all things considered, he played a pretty quality game. I mean, obviously far from perfect. You know, had that one hard high throw that – should it have been caught? You know, he probably will say he should have just made a better throw either way. Uh, and then the other one, which, I mean, he had Juju McDowell right in front of him, could have dumped it off, and instead he tries to make the big play. And, she, you know, to your credit, Steven Garcia came on our airwaves on Monday and said exactly what you're saying about, you know, I saw him looking at the rush, scrambling quickly, but he's like, I mean, he admitted, Steven did, that I did that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, in the first game, and and, and maybe, you know, maybe he's a little gun-shy and doesn't trust his offensive line. And after the way they played, I really wouldn't blame him. Um, but again, I, I think also with Rattler, you saw the elite arm talent and it's really his talent that bailed this offense out yeah. a couple of times and, and made the thing go the little bit that it did. Yeah. Well, nobody's, I, I don't think anybody's ever questioned his arm talent, but my question is, I think when Spencer gets in trouble and I talked about this a little bit with Tom Luganville today is that does he really trust his reads? Cause I feel like sometimes with Spencer, when even, even when the protection is good, Instead of going through his reads and making the right play, he's going to try and go and make the incredible play, or he's not going to trust going to the second read. It's all right. The first read's not there. I'm going to improvise it willy-nilly and come out here and try and make the play. Similar to what you said. said, you know what? First read's not there. Second read's not there. Check down. You never go broke making a profit. That's the next step for Spencer, in my opinion. And it's only one game. Like you said, it's the first game. There's a lot of pressure on him. He's the hype guy from the transfer portal. It's a home game against a team you should beat. They expect you to go out there and be Superman. So uh, 
I think I'd like his mechanics a little bit better than I did last year. It's amazing when he does square, set his body and square his shoulders, how accurate he really can be and how much arm talent and spin rate and velocity he can put on that ball. Cause he's a guy that can make the throw from one hash to the opposite hash on the out consistently and hurts you. Now, Jake, the offensive coordinator gets uh, all the credit, all the blame <clears throat> when things go well or go poorly. And, and certainly that is the case with South Carolina. And Marcus Satterfield is a name that you talk to any Gamecock fan. They're going to sort of cringe when you bring him up. Um, I, I, let me ask you this. I, I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you probably didn't watch every single offensive snap of South Carolina on Saturday night. But from what you've seen from them, any thoughts on just the the offensive philosophy, the the scheme itself? I mean – I think what concerned me a little bit in that first game was, you know, South Carolina basically admitting, you know, they were going to try to go to the perimeter, win on the perimeter, but they felt like they couldn't win, you know, with that offensive line getting a push and running the football. And, and, and I don't know, the game plan just I also thought left some things to be desired. And I think also we're being overly critical because of what the offense did last year and how porous they were. Um, speaking again, because you've been in those meeting rooms, you've interacted with offensive coordinators, um, you know, how, how much of it How much of it falls on personnel? How, like, how important is elite play calling? You know what I mean? Because that's, that's something we're dealing with right well, now is all the heat being lumped on Marcus Satterfield. Well, here's, here's what I say. Number one, there's not a scheme on this planet that works in football if the offensive line doesn't play well, from the triple option to the air raid. That's just not how the game's built. Uh, I, I'll say this. Um, I, I watched most of it. Uh, I, I tried to watch as much as I actually had it going on my phone on, on ESPN+. Plus. I was like the, the architect from the Matrix with all these TVs over here when I was watching the games. I was just waiting for Neo to walk through the door with the Keymaster. But that's a story for another day. Um, my, my, my thing is this. I would much rather have elite players than elite play calling. Because there's been a lot of coaches that weren't great but looked like geniuses because they had the best players. There's been a lot of coaches that are geniuses that have great game plans and make perfect calls during the game that you'll never see because they don't work out, and it makes them look stupid. It all comes down to the players. That's just the truth. I mean, it, it, the players play, the coaches coach. There's been a lot. Of, that's why there's been a lot of different schemes that have won national championships on both sides of the ball. You've had three down defenses, four down defenses, stack defenses. On offense, you've had – triple option you've had spread you've had spread option hell i mean you've had pro style west coast so it's not as much about the scheme the scheme has to be sound but if my players are better than your players probably it's going to work out good for me because that's just physics i call it gravity right it's just gravity talent plus time equals positive results it's my it's my jacarian theorem it's like the offshoot that. of pythagoras's <clears throat> I love that. I love that. I have to adopt that as well. Now, looking at this game tomorrow, Jake, obviously a big one. SEC opener, man. I was recording the podcast today, and I felt my adrenaline start pumping. It just hits different, man. It just hits different when you get into yeah. SEC play, and this is for real. You know what I mean? And the opportunity for South Carolina is there. Uh, many fans, fair or unfair, are putting basically all their stock for this season in this football game, and I've, I've tried to caution fans all preseason not to do that, but of course, you know, that falls on deaf ears. But Looking at this game specifically, because while game one was so disappointing offensively, I, I do think there's a great opportunity in, in regards to, you know, you see what Cincinnati did to this Arkansas secondary. They're going to be, be without Slusher. They're going to be without Catalan. You got Spencer Rattler. And I feel like the Gamecocks have the skill players on the outside. My question to you, Jake, is this, because again, I'm sure you saw some of my commentary this week. 
And was I a little harsh? Eh, I stand by all of it. I've practically just mailed it in on the offensive line. Until I see differently, it's the same five guys from last year. It's like you mentioned. It's the same car that wouldn't run last year. Why am I expecting yep. when I turn the key this time, all of a sudden she turns on and runs like a champ? Like, why would I do that to myself as a fan that has no control over the end result? So I ask you this question. Can this football team offensively with Spencer Rattler and the weapons, can it be productive in spite of a bad offensive line? Yes, I think it can be productive. The question is, can it be productive enough? I mean, what's your definition of productive? Is it going to be productive enough to score more points than Arkansas scores tomorrow? I don't think so. Because, again, it comes down to the offensive line. Name me one team that has ever won the SEC or name me one team that has ever won a national championship that wasn't good up front. I'll hang up and listen. You want to know why? Because they don't exist. That doesn't exist. It exists the same way that there's a leprechaun riding a unicorn, you know, right outside my window. That doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. So I think they can make some plays that keep them in games. But over the long term, if you can't protect and if you can't run the ball, you cannot survive. That's just the truth. Regardless of who you have back there, that's true in, in Friday night tights. That's true in middle school ball. That's true in high school, college, all divisions in the NFL. So until South Carolina, unless they just make some huge jump up front or they must have played the worst game all collectively that they could have played together, unless there is some sort of huge jump, I don't think you can fix it without having new and better players. That's why I said – it's not – okay, Caden, we're talking about the, the Bengals' offensive line compared to, the, to South Carolina's offensive line, dog. Let's, let's kind of calm down on that a little bit. This isn't the NFL. Yeah. But uh, um, at the end of the day, it is going to feel painful watching this offense operate over the long term with the personnel they have up front. It is. You will have – you'll see it. Watch. You'll hit a big play holding. You'll, you'll have a nice drive. Somebody whiffs on the backside. Spencer doesn't see him. Strip sack, like we saw with Ben Bryant last year in Cincinnati. It's just gravity. It will always be that way. I'm not saying South Carolina won't sneak up and beat somebody. Or the offensive line will put it together. Or they'll somehow have the perfect game plan mixed with the offensive line playing well at the same time and win one of these games that they shouldn't. I just don't see it happening because you totally neutralize Spencer Rattler's arm when you can't do anything else. This is big boy football, big boy football. You, if you're, if you're one dimensional, you're not dimensional. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Jake, to your point, what you saw last year that do I doubt there'll be a game like a Florida or an Auburn where they just put it all together and the stars align certainly. But like we talk over the course of the long haul, I think this offensive line is probably, unfortunately, going to be what it was last year. And I don't think that's a hot take. I mean, until proven otherwise, no, it's not. people, well, well, people well, have people have trashed on me this week. But I'm like, like what? Did, what did people? Ex what did people expect? You know what I'm right. saying? That's why. That's why I made the prediction I did. And again, who knows? I may be totally wrong. They're one to know. They beat Georgia State. Yeah. Who knows? Hey, it's we football. we could be having a totally different conversation this time next week, and that's the beauty of college football. I mean, truly. Yeah, like it's again, Shane Beamer is the right guy at South Carolina. It's you know how you bridge the gap with Bama and these other teams? You don't do it with wide receivers and quarterbacks. You do it with the offensive tackles and defensive ends. You want to know why Georgia just undressed Oregon and pants them in front of the whole high school during the musical? 
It's because they were so much better up front. It did not matter what Oregon did on either side of the ball. It's, that's how you kill it. It's like I say on the show. You can have the best sail on, on a sailboat in the world, but if there's a hole in the boat, it's not going to work. That's just that's that's the trenches in football. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably agree, though, that the – and again, there, there's a reason, to your point in the offensive line, there's a reason why if you look at – if you look at this recruiting class for South Carolina, they are focusing on the trenches so heavily. And they recruited, they're smart. They know. Right, they know right. better than us. Right. They've recruited some big time, like offensive line, defensive line. They have focused on the line of scrimmage because, like you mentioned, and, and I would agree. I mean, it's line of scrimmage league. You look at the Gamecocks' best ever teams under Steve Spurrier. They had some monsters up front, and that truly was the difference. Right. That, those those yeah. skill players. I mean, Connor. I'm a Connor That's Shaw why they'll guy. Be fine. That's yeah. why they'll be fine. Yeah. Like, again, that's that's how you win games because there's always, even with elite offenses, there's always those two to three games or two games where the offense isn't clicking on all cylinders and the defense has to bail you out. Like, that's just how it works. That's the way the ball bounces. Yeah. P-Mod, I am a big metaphor guy. I literally <laughs> communicate in metaphors, my friend. Hey. And, like, the thing on Satterfield is this. Let me ask you this. If you've got – You've got an, an offensive line that you don't trust. Yeah. What are you going to do? Go out there and run a bunch of – because you said he's ultra-conservative. What are you going to do? Go out there and run a bunch of trick plays that take time to develop yeah. or run a bunch of crazy combinations that you have to have three and a half seconds to be able to let develop? The, the worse you are up front, the more conservative you are, you have to be as a play caller. That's just how it works. If it worked the other way, you'd be turning it over. I mean, hell, there'd be more turnover than the guys at Enron before they went down. Yeah. So, like, it just – it is what it is. What, do you want them to go block them? You want Satterfield to just call the play and then go block them? <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Jake. Let's assume you get average O-line play tomorrow, good enough to execute some sort of game plan. How would you attack this Arkansas defense? Would you throw it 40 times? I mean, obviously they looked susceptible to the pass. And, again, you need to be balanced. But how do you feel like is the best way to just see anything, any glaring issues with Arkansas defensively? Or was it just week one? Or maybe Cincinnati is just that good in the passing game? Well, I thought they were a little over-aggressive in the back end. Uh, that, that's what I thought. Arkansas was was really coming – like, co literally coming up at the snap. I mean, it got to the point where they had to literally stand like statues back there and, and realize we got to stop letting these guys get behind us. They're not just going to, you know, throw digs – you know, dig us to death, basically. Um, when I – the way I would attack Arkansas, if I was in South Carolina's position where I didn't trust my run game, I'd have a lot of modified runs on early downs. What do I mean by that? Swings hitches whatever can get me in second and five and second and six if i can't line up and run inside zone or line up and run power or counter or trucks or any of that stuff i'm going to use modified runs short quick passing game quarterback run game quarterback draw i think will be big in this game because you're going to see arkansas pin their ears back and if they want to run two man which they like to do sometimes and you get that back out there could be a lot of room for spencer especially on third and sevens third and eights he's going to have to steal a few first downs on these drives. So you have to have some modified runs in the game plan, but the play action shots are, are is your best chance. That's what it is. I mean, it's, it just is again, what are you going to do? Sit back in the pocket. I see you saying, Oh God, the swing pass. All right. So how about this with a bad offensive line? Let me sit my quarterback. The only legitimate one we really have on the roster. If we're going to be honest, let me let him sit back there and just get murdered for four quarters. Let's just, let, 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 let's just let him get murdered then. Oh no, not the swing. The swing pass is going to be y'all's best friend tomorrow. Yeah. Best believe that. That's just the truth. That's, dude, that's why. Yeah, that's how I know you're a true professional because you're able to keep going and keep your eye on the comments. And uh, yeah, I saw all the comments. I was like, I wonder if if, uh, if Jake's going to acknowledge because we saw a ton of swing passes and 
the, uh, the the screens last week. And but you have a point again. You have a point. The extended, well, well, again, there's a the difference. Extended there's handoff, they call it the extended handoff. Yeah, there's a difference yeah. between throwing the swing pass as a check down and throwing it as a modified run. Because what you do is, let's say we're in ten personnel, right? One running back, no tight ends. We're in doubles, true doubles. Slots off the ball, ones on the ball. You got a little bit of a tight set on the side of the running back. Because what am I going to do? We catch him in man. I get the call. Let's run the modified swing because I'm going to run the corner and the safety, especially if it's to the weak side. Now, if they put the nickel on the running back side, the nickel will run with the slot guy running a quick slant. So then it's one-on-one with the running back and the safety to the field or even to the boundary. It's a great call. That's how football works. Now, Jake, we could talk Carolina's offense all day because I feel like it's like that unsolvable thing. It's like trying to figure out the freaking Rubik's Cube right now to try to figure out just how to score a touchdown. Uh, But there's the other side of the game, which is the Gamecocks defense going up against K.J. Jefferson, which uh, a guy that a lot of folks, you know, talk about as maybe the best quarterback in the SEC. I'll talk first specifically K.J. What do you like about his game? What did you see in week one? Three touchdown passes. He also ran for 60 yards. I mean, he's a tough dude to stop, man. I mean, he looks like literally a Cam Newton Jr., 6'4", 240. Like, the way he plays, he looks like that style of player. Well, you know, the, the thing is, he literally he literally affects the game in, in every way. I mean, he can beat you in multiple ways. As a defensive guy, nothing scared me more than somebody that can beat me in multiple ways. It's the same thing in basketball. If you can drive and posterize me and shoot the three, how the hell am I going to guard you consistently? KJ, you know, he keeps plays alive in the pocket. I think he's gotten better at that. Uh, you saw he had, he made a big jump, I thought, in his sophomore year last year of the intermediate passing game, getting better, had pretty good feel on the deep ball, had a big arm, but he wasn't able to get those nuanced throws across the middle, hitting the crosser and mesh in stride so he can turn up and hit it, getting the ball out of the dig before he comes out of the break, hitting the back shoulder once you read the corners in front of the wide receiver, just little things like that that are able to give you different ways out. Now, his running ability, it's a little bit of a different style. Once he gets going, he's a long strider and he can run by you, but he's really good in that that one to five to one to seven yard range of being able to break a tackle whether it's to score a touchdown or or uh you know uh, make extend the drive and get a first down so again he's got experience this he's played in big games he's not going to go out here and be frazzled it's at home uh again it's it's the whole part of his game now again i'll say it if, if you continue just to hit him and hit him and hit him and you make him have to run the ball consistently enough, he will get beat up during the game. You saw during the Cincinnati game. I mean, he's holding his calf. He's slow to get up because he's a big guy. But there's other big guys playing, especially in the SEC. And if you're going to lean down and try and run over everybody, I mean, you don't have to be Bill Nye the science guy to figure out you're going to get hurt. Yeah, Jake, I think one of the most intriguing matchups in this game, and we listed key matchups this morning, and I had it on there, Clayton White against Kendall Bryles, the, the Gamecocks defensive coordinator against Arkansas's OC. And, and I say that because I, I'm just curious how this Gamecocks defense attacks Arkansas. You know, I, I didn't like the matchup, Jake, over the summer. I picked this as a loss. I obviously picked it as a loss today. I dropped my prediction right before we went live. But I hate the matchup up front. You know, Arkansas, four or five guys back on the offensive line. They're like the opposite of South Carolina. Big physical offensive line that just paves the way and gets the job done. Um, You know, Shane Beamer has talked all preseason about the defensive tackles. And he feels like that's the the best position group on the football team. And we all feel like the Gamecocks, you know, while they struggled to stop the run last year, do have a a, a good defensive line. You know, I, I thought looked better at times last week, took over that game as the game progressed, but this is a different animal. This is a different challenge. This is a different test. Uh, linebackers looked much better last week than they did last year. 
Um, but stopping the run going to be at the premium. But I, I just wonder how they're going to attack this Arkansas offense. I feel like an offense that, again, you mentioned Trey Knox, Hazelwood, Rocket Sanders, and then what K.J. Jefferson can do. And then there's others I haven't even mentioned. I feel like you sort of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you got to pick your poison in this one. You just can't let K.J. beat you both ways. you got to either, you know, make him beat you with the throw or, or, or make, make him run. Yeah. I, I don't know. Contain him. I think contain on the edge is going to be very important as well. Just talk again. You know, if you're going in this game, looking at the Gamecocks, what's the key on defense? How do they slow down the Arkansas offensive attack? Well, you know, if you're a South Carolina fan, the thing the thing that scares you is Arkansas getting up two scores and you not having the the ability on offense to operate to, to make that up. That, that, that's the thing. This game needs to be close from the beginning. I, I think if Arkansas jumps out, it's going to be really tough, especially on the road, for South Carolina to be able to get some of that momentum back. To me, if – I'm playing Arkansas and I have South Carolina's personnel. KJ Jefferson's going to have to beat me through the air. He's going to have to beat me through the air and he's going to have to beat me down the field through the air. Uh, what do I mean by that? We're playing press coverage. I'm not giving him any easy throws on first down. What does Kendall want? He wants easy throws on first down. What does any OC want that they want easy throws on first down? But whether it's hitches, whether it's them just seeing the seams open and him quick popping it, whether it's taking the RPO off and getting rid of it, KJ Jefferson is, is going to have to earn his plays in big plays. Or you're going to have to go on 14 play drives all the way down the field and, and convert third and two and third and three until you're blue in the face and we'll take our chances. If you hit the home run on me, if Hazelwood beats me on a vertical on, you know, second and, and six, well, then so be it. We'll, we'll adjust if we have to. But I am making KJ beat me down the field. I will load the box against any personnel, 11 or heavier. You are not going to sit here and control the tempo, get a lead, and then run it down my throat and play keep away for the last quarter because that's what Sam wants to do. He wants to get out ahead of you, which limits the risk on their side they have to take offensively, which is going to limit the amount of times K.J. Jefferson's going to have to run offensively. And they, I'm sure they don't believe that South Carolina offensively can make up for that gap. So from the jump, if, if I'm attacking Arkansas, you're going to have to beat me down the field. On the other side, if I'm attacking Arkansas's defense, like I said, it's modified runs. I'm finding ways to get in second and six. Because if you get in second and ten and second and nine, then you're done at the end of the day. You just don't have the cats. Yeah, Jake, I, I would agree with you, by the way. I, I think that, you know, you talk about this secondary that was top ten in the country nationally in past defense. Cam Smith's a preseason All-American. You feel good about guys like – Marcellus Dial and Darius Rush and Devonnie Reed and Roderick and Nick Emanwari, who's a freshman, and, uh, you know, test them. I, hey, put them on an island. Like you said, I, I agree with you 110%. I think you've got to sell out to stop the run because if Arkansas can run the football, like you mentioned, I, I don't think the Gamecocks have a chance. And, I mean, that might sound like the obvious. I guess that's the case every well, single yeah, week. Well, if, but, you can't you stop, if you can't run the ball and you can't stop the run, you're getting your ass beat. That's, that's just <laughs> – that's it. Game, game well, over. My friend, you just summarized Gamecocks football, I feel like, over the last couple of years. And I hate to say that. Well, it's going to change, man. Yeah. Shane's going to change. No, it's yeah. Just <laughs> that, is, that is a perfect way to put it, my friend. Uh, on that note, Jake, before I get you out of here, man, man I appreciate you taking the time. Um, actually, two things, because I do want to ask you about SEC. But overall, in this game, I've got Arkansas getting the win at 26 to 20. Obviously, it sounds like from your perspective, you're also taking the Hogs just game and I guess what South Carolina would have to do to pull the upset okay if you're South Carolina you've got to have a big play on special teams you got to have at least one big play on special teams whether it's blocking another punt whether it's a big kickoff return you don't have to score get it inside the 20 get it inside the 30 uh, you've got to be able to punt the ball well and make every field goal you just got to be able to survive in this game long enough to be able to give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter I just don't think 
that Carolina has the depth up front uh, to, to be able to, to on the offensive line, on the defensive line, they're obviously more deep, but I don't think they have the depth up front to be able to, to win this game. I think Arkansas ends up winning. I would say if I guess the score, I'm going to buy it down to six and a half just because I hate the number eight and a half and seven and a half. I just won't do it. Uh, I'll buy it down to six and a half, but I feel like Arkansas wins. Let's say, uh, give me 34 to 20. 34 to 20. All right. Top games you're looking forward to in the SEC, Alabama, Texas, Florida, Kentucky. Who are you most excited to watch this weekend? What are, what are your favorite plays of the weekend as well? Man, I love Florida against Kentucky. I mean, if you look, Kentucky's going to still be without Chris Rodriguez. You look at the final score against, you know, Miami, Ohio, and you're like, all right, well, they covered. They did a good job. Well, you know, at, at the end of the day, they ran a kickback and uh, had a pick six. I mean, that game was a fist fight for basically two and a half, almost three quarters. Florida with Anthony Richardson, I was surprised at how clean they played. They've obviously got the momentum. I like him at, at six. I got him at minus four and a half on the sharp earlier. Uh, I think Florida may run away with this one, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the, the rest of the weekend, Mississippi State to Arizona. This Arizona team is way different. What Jed Fish has done out there, um, you know, it's it's obviously very impressive getting Delora, the Washington State kid who was a Pac-12 freshman of the year at quarterback. They look like a totally different team. We went out and played San Diego State and beat them, and that was a fist fight. That is not an easy place to play, uh, especially in, you know, the new stadium Snapdragon over there, which, you know, I guess is some sort of Pokemon. Uh, obviously, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. I always love when two opposite uh, styles meet each other because Mark Whipple's gone. Uh, Pittsburgh is now methodical, run to pass. Let's get Keaton Slovis in the pocket, let him operate, control the clock. And then Tennessee's running a Formula One race. So it's always going to be interesting to watch them. I do think Tennessee wins the game, but man, I like Pitt plus seven and a half. Uh, I think that's easy. And I love the under. I should have taken it when it was in 67, literally yesterday. And then this morning we get on there and Cone's like, hey, the over under on Pitt and Tennessee's moved down to 64 and a half. I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. But uh, I, I like the under in that game. It's, it's look, there's some good matchups, man. I'm just glad college football is here. Georgia State, North Carolina. Yeah. Could be interesting. Dude, that game's gone, what, from 10 down to 7.5? Georgia State a dog? Georgia, look, Georgia State can't throw it at all, really, as we all know. But they can make that just an ugly – North Carolina defensively is so bad, though, man, which is shocking. It is shocking. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Jake, appreciate you always taking the time, my friend. Jake Crane of Crane & Company. Be sure to check those guys out. Jake, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. I know we're probably in store for – Another hell of a weekend of football for sure. Definitely. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure, man. I always appreciate it. Yeah, man. Take care. Good stuff. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Bringing the heat as always. Guys, we're going to jump into our first break. We want to continue to hear from you more of. We're going to take your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crush. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, thank you all so much for rolling with some of the technical issues we've been dealing with on this Friday in the last couple of days. Um, appreciate Jake Crane. Dude, I, I love that Jake just always brings the heat, bro. I think he comes in here and probably hurts some of y'all's feelings and hurts some Gamecock feelings, but you know what? He calls it as he sees it. I love his perspective, and I love the banter, the back and forth. So, again, shout out to Jake. Make sure you go follow Jake Crane and Crane and Company and uh, – and tune into their show as well. I was laughing. I was laughing because my guy P Mod. Honestly, from little Brad. Here we go. Dylan. What's up, little Brad? How are you? 
I'm doing good. How about yourself? Hey, I've been doing good, man. It's been a while. What's going on? How you been? <clears throat> good, good, good. Can't complain. I'm supposed to call Wednesday, but I had a birthday celebration to get to Wednesday. So I have to pick up mm. the call today. Okay. Yeah. So I want to get down from what happened Saturday. It was a good game from Georgia State between Spencer Rattler mm. and the rest of the team. Now, I know Spencer Riley had did good on the field. He did like two, 229 yards. He did great, mm. I will say. But I, the, the look I saw on his face, he was a little frustrated throughout this whole process, or his first time being on the field. So that was – I think I was just like looking the whole time. Yeah, no, listen, I, I thought Rattler looked fine. I, I mean, it's kind of like right. Jake, Jake Crane said. I mean, it, it's hard to judge him harshly because of the um, the offensive line play. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I thought it was his talent, his arm strength that bailed you out a lot of times. So, I, I'm excited to see Spencer right. Rattler. I mean, this is a new test, new challenge, his first SEC game. And a lot of folks said, you know what, hey, going to the SEC is going to struggle. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for Spencer yes. Rattler to show, you know, why he was regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in college football last year going into the season. So, um, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I feel I feel confident. I feel confident week in, week out that we're going to get quarterback play that we need to, to win ball games. So it's the rest of the team I, that I'm worried about. I agree. I'm on the same term as you. I'm a confident <laughs> too. I'm a, I agree right along with you. Mm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. So let's see how they turn out. I don't care if we win, lose, whatever, but I hope we get something good come out of it from the offense team. The offense team was pretty good, I will say. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you want to see improvement on the offense. Um, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've said before, there's no moral victories in this one. Uh, right. But, but you, you at minimum want to see the offense play better. I mean, we simply don't have a chance at that. So, um, we all know the issue. We all know the glaring issue. Offensive line's got to be better and – you know, we'll see if they can do it. Right. Right. And I'm looking forward to a lot of expectations to see about the Spencer at this whole football season because I'm looking forward to it. What is highs and lows on the field. Mm. And I'm really, really looking forward to it as yeah. the new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, dude, I'm, team, I'm, so. I'm very excited for the game. I mean, I, I just look at it, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm also looking at it, it's a great opportunity. I mean, it really is. So, um, you know, I, I think what excites me about tomorrow is knowing is is knowing what the result will be if we do win this football game and, and how big of a win it will be for us. So, I mean, listen, I, I think it's a toss-up game. And, I, I, dude, I'll go on record and say, I think if you get average offensive play tomorrow or offensive line play tomorrow, average offensive line play, right? I think you'll win the football game. Right. I, I think that'll be enough. Yeah, because the one we know he throws a very great, impressive throw with that arm. We just we saw that since football camp, ever since he was out of school. So I saw that on the field. I saw a couple of things. He got he's a hell of talent, and that's what I like about him. Yeah, I mean, do you need you need talent to win, my guy? That's for sure. You need talent to win. If he can keep this up throughout the whole football season, it'll go progress. And he could be against Clemson. That that would be amazing. Like I, like I said, my that man, I, I think I think Spencer Rattler's talent is literally the last thing we need to worry about. I, I think it's that offensive line and the line of scrimmage performing. 
Hey, we're going to jump into the call, my guy. I appreciate it, though. No problem. Have yeah, a man. Good one. Great to talk with you. Thanks so much. Let's jump to the lines here. Pete Alt, let's cook. Pete Alt, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Um, having us a hell of a Friday. Glad you called in. What's going on? All right. I just want to address the uh, the slap dick in the chat. All right. Talking about how Georgia State is a better rushing team than Arkansas. Oh, now who now who was saying that? Uh, did I miss that? Was somebody saying that? You did miss that. Oh, Hunter Johnson goodness. said oh, that goodness. they are a better rushing team than Arkansas. Mm. All right. And uh, I said just because they have a P-mod at quarterback, all they can do is run doesn't mean they're a better rushing team than Arkansas. They might do it more, but they do not do it better. All right. And, and then you got the other one, the MMA fighter, you know, uh, the uh, the Bree, the, uh, you know, next Conor McGregor. Then they're talking about, man, Pete just wants us to lose. He wants us to play like shit. Yes, that is exactly what I want, 100%. I want us to go 1-11. That is exactly what I want. I am so sorry for being realistic. I am so sorry that I did not acknowledge that Georgia State is the greatest damn football team in the history of college football. All right? I apologize. The Sun Belt is better than the SEC. Hey, Pmod, Pmod, Cade Suddeth on Facebook also says he – and I don't think this is a joke. He says – I'd say Georgia State is better at rushing than Arkansas. And I would like to put it out there, too, that I completely disagree with that. So, um, I, I just uh, – I, I don't understand that. Better at rushing. What are we looking at? The box score when Georgia State slapped at quarterback can't throw an eight-yard route accurately? I mean, dude, what do you expect them to do? They're basically an army with their quarterback. They're hindered. They're basically like an army. They can't pass the ball. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay, oh, well, they're ranked. They're ranked four teams higher than Arkansas and Rusty. Yeah. Like, I, I number mean, one. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, Arkansas is coached by Sam Pittman, in case you don't remember what he did at Georgia. All right? And Arkansas does not play the same schedule that Georgia State's going to end up playing. So, I don't yeah. give a damn what the rankings are. And they might have to rush more than Arkansas – but they do not rush better than Arkansas. Yeah. That is a horrid thing. And, and let me right? let me put and it this all way. The yeah. that- let me put it this way, because Cade Suddeth brings up Georgia State finished eighth in the nation rushing last year. You have to take into account who they played. And so let me change the conversation from who's better at rushing. Who is more of a challenge to stop from running the ball, Georgia State or Arkansas? It's it's Arkansas. They've got better players across the board. I, I don't know how anybody Arkansas would boat race Georgia State if they played each other. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with what Jake had to say about the defensive game plan. Um, granted, I don't know if you can put nine in the box and stop Arkansas considering Georgia State got five a pop on you whenever they wanted. Literally average five a pop. You know, I don't know if you can put nine guys in the box and you can still trust them to stop Arkansas's running game. I don't know that because, I mean, let's be real. Oh, what if you take away these two runs, the yards per carry? Yeah, that's not how it works. Because every time we bust the run, we go, oh, we average da 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 You know, that's not how it works. So I think, and for all the doom and gloomers, they obviously missed my prediction thinking I'm a slap dick and want us to lose. I never knew a single fan of any team that wanted us to lose. You know, I, I would be happy to be wrong on the crap I talked 
post Georgia State if we won. I would gladly eat all of my crow. What was your prediction right? again? But in it's on my season predictions that I dropped back oh, in oh, June, oh. I had us losing. But then I went and shaved my goatee and made a mustache, and I am now predicting us to win 34-27. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see yeah. some, some of the comments coming in about, um, you know, here's what Pete Ock's confused with. Austin Greer uh, talking about number-wise, Georgia State runs better. Who will run better against us? Arkansas? I, I don't think you're confused at all. I think it's just lost in translation and communication issues because we're talking on freaking YouTube. Um, but – I, I get what you're saying. I, I you know, listen, I, I don't care what the numbers say. Who's better at running the football at an SEC level? It's Arkansas. There's no debate. Stop it. End of discussion. Who's a more of a challenge for us up front? Arkansas. Like, I almost view Arkansas is just a hundred times better version of what Georgia State does. And they can throw the ball. Yes. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they have a quarterback. Right, right. They have a really, really good one. So, um, yeah, th this will be more of a challenge, no doubt. And, you know, I, I do agree with you, man. I mean, I look back at week one and, you know, everybody left that game. And I don't know if it's because people were just so so freaking scared. They didn't want to say anything that was slightly negative. Because if, if you do, you know, we won by 21, yeah. you might get tweeted at or you might, you might, you might be labeled as a negative yeah, fan. Yeah, I but, caught a lot. I caught a lot of strays for my one tweet on uh, above average Gamecock. Right. Uh, I said that. Georgia State is a average quarterback or, for example, a Luke Doty and a punt protection away from beating us by at least a touchdown. Right. And that is true. They would have beat us if they could block on punts and if they had a quarterback that could throw 10, 12 yards down the field. Yeah. And I hate – I'm not saying that we couldn't have come back at the end with Spencer Rattler. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you take what happened and you substitute an average quarterback and a punt protection in, Georgia State wins that game. Yeah. And that's why I said what I said. I'm not yeah. saying it to be doom and gloom. I'm saying it to be real. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously, I do the exact same thing. And, and to the point, though, of the run defense, I'll say this, because, I, you know, I agree being there in person that I, I liked seeing the defensive line take over as the game went on. Granted, that's what you would expect an SEC defensive line to do to Georgia State. But it's just you – know, I don't know what it is, man. Like, we're the king of, of ugly box scores because, again, you, you leave the game. You're like, okay, you know, we, we did better. You heard everybody say, I thought the Gamecocks did better stopping the run. It's like we gave up 200 yards rushing and five yards per carry. Five it's, yards like, carry. it's like, were we that bad against the run last year where that's deemed a good performance? So, we'll find – listen, we'll find out way more tomorrow, right? If, if you hold Arkansas to – to 150 or less, right, you know, less than four and a half a carry, I think you could start to look at and say, okay, maybe this run defense, I mean, we're not expecting it to be elite, but we're expecting it to be better. Maybe you could say, okay, it's better. You know, we at least gave ourselves a chance. But, you know, we, we will find out much, much more tomorrow, I think, because it's, it feels weird to be it, – It's the, the, some of the energy this week has felt weird to me to be beating our chest. Like, we only held them to 200 yards rushing. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, I mean what – what is Arkansas going to do to us? So everybody's 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 mentioning the rushing stats, the the, the box score for Georgia State. Uh, games aren't won in the box score. If you don't remember, Georgia State outgained us by a decent yeah. bit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, pretty wild. Uh, that's, pretty wild that's, when you look back at the statistics. But like you said, not one in the box score. So. 
All right, baby, I got to go back to the comments and start grilling some more idiots. All right. <laughs> get your tickets I'll to the barbecue. You get your tickets to the barbecue. Appreciate yeah, you yeah they're getting grilled today. I, today. Today, I got time. I got a one hour lunch break. Today, I got time. They're getting grilled. <laughs> I appreciate you, P Dog. Always good stuff. Hey, P Dog said he got time today. Yeah, Austin, the tickets are really cheap. I don't know why. Uh, guys, again, thank you all for y'all's patience. Rocking and rolling with the punches. I, I know the mic. I, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna chat. The Melon people actually just emailed me. I'm going to them because I have no idea what the issue is. Let's turn the phone lines. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good on this Friday. I can't complain. Although it looks like it's gonna rain in a minute. I don't know. But um I still stand by my statement, okay, about what the defense needs to do tomorrow afternoon, okay? Anytime Arkansas is in shotgun, have a spy on the quarterback. Yes, I, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Wherever that I'm, I'm serious. Like I said the other day, wherever he goes, I don't care if he goes and take the pit. Go follow him. Don't let him be comfortable. Follow him. Don't let him be comfortable. No matter what he's doing, so uncomfortable that it drives him up a wall. Make his life a living okay. hell. Exactly. You t- you you tell one you t- you tell uh, if I was if I was Clay, if I was uh uh uh, uh Clayton White about look, I don't care which one of you get there. But whenever you get there, you tell him that you're going to be in his face and all up in, all up in, all up in there, all day long. His life's going to be hell for three hours. Shit, make it four. Post game's going to be a bitch too. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tell him post game's going to be a pain in the pain in the butt. Yeah, tell him, tell him the post. He's going to be scared during the post game. He's going to be looking down hallways, looking for linebackers. Okay. Make his life a living hell. I love it, bro. And you I, you, and, you and need to. You, we need to send this message to Clayton White. I don't. I, seriously, that's all my dad would tell me if I was playing when I was playing little league. Find the guy with the ball and make his life a living hell. I said, "Yes, sir. We'll do." And you know what I did? I even told the guy that had to block me. I told him, like, you better block me because if I get to the ball, we're getting the ball. And I'm much, and sometimes we did get the ball whenever I said that. Not all the time, but sometimes we did. Mm-hmm. But anyway, do that. Take care of business in Arkansas. Okay? You want to know why I think we're going to beat Arkansas? Because they only beat Cincinnati by seven points. Okay. They only beat Cincinnati by seven. Okay. And in every single game, aside from Georgia, which is next week, A&M and Clemson, well, obviously, well, obviously against Clemson, we'll have the better quarterback. Okay. But we won't have the better. De- I, th- I honestly think in that game, if we can rattle DJ, we'll take care of business and give them pussy cats an ass whooping, okay? Because they're way overdue for an ass whooping. Anywho, in every single game aside from the 
from the from the games I mentioned, we have the better quarterback, right? Okay. Or you could argue in every single game we have the better quarterback, okay? I, I think you could no I think you definitely right could now. argue that. Yeah. We have the better quarterback, okay? But if the if, if everybody on the team, everybody, long snapper, I don't give a damn. Long snapper, the freaking field goal holder, everybody do their damn job. Guess what? We leaving out of Arkansas with a W with but some throw, barbecue meat and barbecue sauce. Throw up the dub. And we're probably going to need a horse shoved up our keepers for next week. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, we, 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 yeah, we'll worry about next week. Next week, hopefully, get two and zero. Hopefully, that I, I you know, I yeah, hopefully, right. two and zero. Okay. And my prediction is still the same: thirty-one twenty-eight. I think we'll take. I think we'll. Uh, the defense will step up and. Be as advertised. Thirty-one to twenty-eight, Gamecocks. You got it tomorrow. Yep. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. And little side note: I can't remember where the show is, like what town it's in, or what the name of the place is. But my dad has a show. So okay. But I already told him. I already told him months ago. I'm like, uh, during football season, you're going to shows by yourself. I ain't missing no football. I've been waiting forever for football season. So, but uh, but yeah, that's my prediction. And and guess what? Okay, you can run for 200 yards all you dad don't want to. It's the team that scores more points that wins. Period. End of story. I don't care. That team wins. We uh, that, won the most. Yeah, that team wins the most. We that, won. We won the most important stat, and we've gotten more points than the state. That is that's what happens. Build a bridge and get over it. Okay. Yeah, they ran for two hundred yards. So what? We scored more points than Georgia State. Period. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Pmod. Exactly. So, but yeah, thirty-one twenty-eight tomorrow, and I can't remember who that team in the Upstate's playing tomorrow. Furman, or they might not even play. I'm the gonna, mighty Furman. They're Paladin. playing Furman tomorrow. They're playing Furman. Oh my God! The Paladin is going to get their brains beat in. And I'm I'm convinced with how awful EJ played against Georgia State, mm-hmm. or against against uh, yeah no Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech Georgia yes. Tech. If I'm con- I'm convinced. I am convinced that if they wouldn't have had that god awful targeting penalty, okay, I am convinced if they would have had. By uh, some miracle in offense, okay, I think Georgia State or Georgia Tech could have wound up, wound up uh, pulling a miracle out of their butt and beating Clemson, okay. But 
That front four for Clemson is absolutely insane. They're good. Three All-Americans. I watched it. I was like, oh, my God. If they play like this all year, everybody is screwed. <laughs> but the offense didn't look very good. Mm. Yeah, they didn't. For most of that game, so they it didn't. Like the defense is gonna be, looks like the defense is going to be saving DJ's ass all year long once again. That is indeed what it looks like, my friend. That is indeed what it looks like. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what they look but like when we play them in the final week. Yeah. yeah, we'll worry about that when we play them on no, in, in the last Saturday in November. Hmm. But uh, yeah, and I think I I truly do think that um, if we can, like I said the other yesterday, if we can steal a possession or two from Arkansas. We will leave out Arkansas 2-0. and right, 31-28, you're locked in. I love it. Yeah. I will talk to you Monday. Go Gamecocks. And just for the hang of it, even though they ain't got no prayer in the world, go Furman, dog on it. Go Paladin. I love it. Robbie, appreciate you, my friend. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Yeah, man. Have a good weekend. Great stuff. Uh, the 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 OK counter in the chat really just really just uh, had me go in there. I I, I I was having trouble really holding it together. Uh, Lynn Turner, let's <laughs> the final OK count 20. 20. Love that. Just in case y'all were wondering, um, guys, let's get into a couple of questions. We're about to jump into a break here in just a second. Um, the TDC questions channel is popping as well. Robbie Davis has got 31 to 28 Gamecocks beating Arkansas. And I feel like his main reason he says is because Arkansas beat Cincinnati by seven. Well, I, I would venture to say Cincinnati is a pretty good football team, uh, a top 25 football team, dare I say. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that transitive property works out. Um, Lynn Turner, Beamer Ball said, or excuse me, Lynn Turner says, Beamer Ball, I think special teams has to be factored into our game. Well, Lynn, I mean, listen, I'd love to block a punt or two again. I really would. I'd be great for the brand, be great for the business, be great for our football team. Just don't know that you can count on it. Jerry, second time today, man. What's up? All I got to say is, uh, Robbie Davis needs to be a motivational speaker at Carolina. Heck, I, to, I think the auditors let him lead the Gamecocks chant, my guy. Let him, let him, let him say something before the game even starts. All right, buddy. Yeah, I get off the phone line. That's all I wanted to say. I appreciate it, Jerry. Thanks so much, man. Great stuff. Nice, quick, short, sweet to the point. Love that. Love that. Um, again, Robbie Davis is locked in. His prediction, 31 to 28. Guys, I've got Arkansas in the dub, 26 to 20. Uh, we'll talk about that more. We're going to go and jump into a break. We're going to talk about that more on the other side. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side of this break. You're tuned in to the Daily Crush. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, would love to hear from you. Again, guys, check out the podcast. It dropped this morning, episode 7. 
700. Episode 700. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Episode 700, uh, full breakdown of this game, everything from top storylines, key matchups, keys of the game, and I lock in my prediction as well. Uh, also, guys, I do want to share with you, you know, it's crazy, 700 episodes in. Uh, right before last football season, we hit 500,000 all-time downloads, which I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of downloads. Uh, we are creeping up on 1 million. Just download, 1,000 download door. Here we go. Aaron, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. It's the day before another game day, so anytime – Anytime I can look forward to another Carolina kickoff, it's always a good day. Yeah, man. Hey, we only get 12 of them a year, man, or 13, I guess, but enjoy it. What's up, man? What's on your mind? Uh, well, you know, obviously, just like just about everyone else that's been calling, I've been reading comments and mm-hmm. thinking in my head. And I got to be honest with you, there's a, there's a game from last season, the more I think about this game, that kind of strikes me as a similarity to this game against Arkansas tomorrow, albeit we played this team at home but I can't help but remind myself of the Kentucky game from last season man I just I don't know I could see it being a close low scoring game mm-hmm. if the defense holds but then again I also could see it being a big blowout game if the defense gets tired like we've seen in the past against the team we have a chance against you know obviously if the offense can't keep keep let the defense rest you know it's, mm-hmm. I don't know man I just see I see a lot of possibilities for tomorrow that week one for both teams didn't mm-hmm. really give us clarity on what might happen this week yeah no I agree with you and that's one of the reasons I'm so intrigued for tomorrow is uh you know again I'm I'm if you listen to the podcast today I mean I I was I'm extremely excited you know my my, my adrenaline will be pumping as we get closer to kickoff and we go into kickoff and there's it's just a great opportunity and it's a winnable game it's a toss-up game and the way it changes the outlook of your season if you win you know is it, truly there um, you know, I, I feel really good about two of three facets of the ball game, right? Defense and special teams. Yeah, I feel good that we can at minimum hold our own if not win. But the problem is you just can't count yeah. on two block punts a week. That, that's the problem. So no. um, that's most likely. I mean, Arkansas, I think, would have to be just incompetent to allow us to block a punt. Either that or we are literally the greatest special teams unit in the history of football. So they're, they're going to – listen, they've watched <laughs> film all week. They've watched film all week. You know, I, I, I would assume they're going to do everything in their power to make sure we don't make a game-changing play on special teams, which we might still very well do that. And if we do, you know what? It really is being ball to the freaking moon, right? Whatever. But most oh, likely, yeah. offensively, you're going to have to play well to win. So that's the question. That's what it all comes down to. Um, you know, it's interesting, my man, and I, I don't want to sound like flip-floppy or whatever, but to your point, I could see that there's, there's reasons to believe why Arkansas – ground and pound we can't stop the run we can't do anything with the offensive line they could pull away beat us 34 to 20 like jake crane was saying i think there's plenty of reasons to believe Mm -hmm. this is going to be a back and forth close game like i predicted i I agree with you i like the under a lot um you know that's why i locked in under 53 i've got 26 to 20 as the final it would not totally shock me if carolina won this football game right because i could see your defense making some plays I, i you know maybe special teams does make a play and Maybe you're able to expose – you've got the playmakers and the weapons to expose Arkansas in the secondary. But when you're making predictions right. and picks, you got to go off of what you know. And as I said over the summer, I did not like the matchup then because of the – you know, I, I thought you were going to be improved on both sides, line of scrimmage. But week two, I didn't think you would see it that early in the season. 
and nothing, I mean, absolutely nothing happened in week one on our side specifically to make me feel like that's, that's you know, to feel any better about that matchup, if that makes sense. So um, I do think it's a close back and forth game. I don't see this being some blowout, but are, are we going to consistently win at the point of attack enough to snatch victory away from Arkansas on their home field? I got to see it before I pick it, man. I, I just, I got to see it. Right. Yeah, and there's one there's one thing that I, I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about with this game. There, um, another game that I, I feel like could indicate the possibility of Carolina pulling it off is, uh, I hate bringing up the must champ here. I really do. But um, the game against Georgia, when uh, we somehow managed to pull out an overtime win against Georgia, I think the defense, got to get some good tur- some yeah. turnovers you got to maybe obviously just like special teams you can't rely on it but you know some defensive points yeah. would be great yeah. you know but oh yeah every every other unit has got to help out the offense as much as they can even if the defense can't score you know put them on our own put them on Arkansas's half of the field and give us a chance to pull some points out of there you know oh but, yeah I mean no for sure I I just, for sure I, I also look at it too though man and say you know what the offense has got to hold up their end of the bargain. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, 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 I, I just, right. I mean, I, I just like, like, I agree with you, right? Win, however, I don't give a damn if we went seven to three tomorrow. I don't think if we're two and oh, we're two and oh, but God, man, I, I mean, did. for the love of God, dude, like you added all the pieces you added, like, come on, bro. Like your defense, you I think is going to give you a shot. It. Your defense is going to give you a shot. Special team is going to give you a shot. Offense. Stage is set. You need to perform, man, bottom line. So, um, you got the pieces there. Again, Arkansas is reeling in the secondary. Um, you know, why not? Let's see if it can happen. Maybe maybe it is a high-scoring game. I know Josh oh, yeah. paid out there. He's got the over 53. Uh, so, maybe it is a, it, it is a higher-scoring game. And I saw a statistic, okay. by the way. Get this. I saw the st- a statistic. And, and, granted, I think this is a little skewed because, I mean, we haven't played them in a while and the teams were different and, but 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 get this right. the last eight winners in the South Carolina Arkansas series. So again, you think last times they played have been 17 and then 2013, 12, 11, 10, whatever. So much, much different teams. But the last eight winners in this series have scored at least 33 points. So the last eight straight yeah. games, the winner of the game has scored 33 or more points. I fear if we have to do that. And because I was asked, hey, you know, history says we need 33 or more. Do you think we'll get it? I don't see any chance. Nope. <laughs> Just like I until see I all. see differently, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, unless it's like 2017 where we, we have two pick sixes or a scoop and score. I, I, I don't offensively, yeah. after scoring two touchdowns against Georgia State, you want me to believe all of a sudden we're going to have a, a breakout game against a way better football team? Ah, you'll have to show me first before I, before I give you that type of benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of like you on that one. My my prediction isn't far off of yours. I got 28, 24 hogs to be honest with you. But yeah. who knows? Anything can happen, man. Yeah, anything. Hey, look, and that's the beauty of it, man. I mean, again, and I and I make sure to tell people, hey, listen, if you're new here, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I go through it on a weekend, week out basis. I pick what I think is going to happen. I don't wear the garnet glasses. This isn't the show to come to. And I'm sure you probably already know this. If you're calling in, you've probably been following for a little bit. But there's a lot of people, I think – I know there's a lot of people that are tuning into TDC for the first time or they're just finding the Spurs Up show, which is awesome. But 
I'm not the dude to tune into if you just want to see somebody picking the Gamecocks blindly to win every week. Like, but the key is I want to be wrong. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, dude. I'm li- like, I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna throw it out there to hell with it. I'm literally bringing the hog pack to Carolina Alehouse. What is the hog pack? You might ask. The victory cigar for if and when we beat them. Yeah, me doing that ain't gonna have no impact on what we do on the field. I, so I'll just throw it out. Like I that's that's the kind of guy I am. I'm gonna make a realistic prediction, but I'm gonna show up to Alehouse or Willie B with all the hopes and dreams and garnet and black blood running through my veins, praying to God we get a win. You know what I mean? Like so oh, yeah. dude, I, I I I want people to understand it's not I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right, but Again, did not love the matchup in the preseason. Saw week one. I mean, if if let me just put it this way. If Carolina goes out there tomorrow, if the O-line plays well and, and we have an offensive explosion, that will be great. But it will go against everything that we've seen to this point. So it, it will be a surprise, no right. doubt. But maybe, maybe, again, there is this massive jump from week one to week two. Maybe the offensive game plan was tempered down that much. I find it hard to believe, but maybe it was. And maybe we see more so the true version of this football team tomorrow. I mean, maybe we do. And we've seen it before. South kind of look sloppy in openers and go out the next week and look like a different team. So that, that's what's so intriguing, right, is is the way this season yep. builds in the beginning. Week. Yeah, you, 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 it's week one. Then we're going to learn a lot more about this football team this week. Then we're going to learn a lot more about them when they play Georgia. So, um, it'd be, I mean, dude, it, it would, and it excites me. You know, I know I'm rambling here to you, but it, it excites me tomorrow because the implications, if you do win, of what it will mean for you, um, they're massive. You know what I mean? They're massive. So, oh, yeah. yeah, big opportunity tomorrow, man. Yep, tomorrow's Gamecock Football 101. We got to see what we got. But uh, appreciate you for taking my call. Uh, and always good to hear from you, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call, my friend. Calling anytime. Really, really great stuff. And, yeah, I wanted to make that point, man, because we got a lot of folks, you know, we're, we're having new people jump on and follow us every day, and, and, I, and I put this out on Twitter. I mean, I want to make it clear, man. I, I picked Arkansas to win the game. Our, our A1 quality, A1 air quality consultants, shout out my guy Dallas uh, with A1 air quality consultants, your new favorite segment every week, the lead pipe lock of the week. Lead pipe lock of the week. Um, I picked Arkansas to win 26 to 20. And obviously, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I picked this to go eight and four in the preseason. I hope I'm wrong. Hope we go 15 and 0, right? But when you're making picks, you got to call it as is. And, and, and you know, I, I just, I think this football game, I look at this football game tomorrow. Again, I think we will show improvement from week one to week two. I, I, I really do. I, I think we show improvement from week one to week two. Are we going to be good enough consistently on the line of scrimmage on both offensively and defensively for four quarters to go on the road in the SEC against a Sam Pittman coach team and beat them? I don't believe so. Until I see it, I don't believe it. I think this is a toss-up game. I think it's a great back-and-forth ball game, but I've got to see us win at the point of attack. I need to see it. So 26 to 20 Arkansas. That's what I'm locked in with. 26 to 20 Arkansas. That's what I'm locked in with. I'd love to hear you guys, your thoughts. What, what, what are your what are your predictions for tomorrow's game? Um, 
you know, it, w- it would, it would, I'll tell you this, it would surprise me slightly, but it wouldn't shock me if the game cops. One again, I'm listing is that it's also, I, I'm, it, I think more so it would just shock me if the O line played well. It, it really would. At, at this point, guys, you, you know, you know where I stand um, on the offensive line. And, and listen, guys, I think what people misinterpreted this week, my thoughts on the offensive line were not, what I said about them, it was not to even throw shade at them. It was not to put them down. I didn't say they were bad people. But as a fan, and we all are fans, we have no control over what happens. I'm just choosing to not set unfair and unrealistic expectations for the offensive line to 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 to, to get my feelings hurt every week. You know what I mean? I'd rather go into tomorrow with basically no expectations of the O-line. And you know what? If they play well, I'm pleasantly surprised. And if they don't play well, like they've done so many times over the last year and a half, basically two seasons, then you know what? They just met expectations, and it is what it is. And, hey, the good news is reinforcements, help is on the way, right? Help is on the way. We are recruiting some top-notch, top-quality offensive line. That, that is the good news. That is the good news. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Evan, what's up, man? How are you? Good, how are you? Good, man. Just hanging out. What's up? Hey, just wanted to throw in something. You know, I think um, – I'm, I'm with you. I'm very excited about the game tomorrow. Um, I think tomorrow for us to – in my opinion, we all got opinions, right? In my opinion, I think for us to stand a chance tomorrow at, at really pulling this off, I think the carry on joiner is going to be a big part of that. I'm just going to go kind of wild and just, and just say that. I think that if we win this game tomorrow, it's because the carry on came in and we ran some kind of offense like we did in the Duke Mayo bowl. I'm not saying as much as we did because we actually have a quarterback this year, mm-hmm. but I think that he could be a, a good part of it where, you know, you put him in and when the carry on walks in and takes a snap, everybody thinks, okay, he's going to run the ball. And that's how it always is. So if you get the carry on back there, they snap it to him, and he passes the ball. That opens up a whole lot of stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they use him. I mean, obviously he didn't even take a snap last week, and I know he was hurt or whatever. But uh, I, I was very, I, I was very surprised to to see that because I guess we had heard nothing. And I, I be mean, you know Beamer Beamer hasn't updated his status this week, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think here's what I think. Here's what I think because I, I know Dak Joyner is a very polarizing player and how he should be used and. Um, I just say this, use all resources you have at your disposal to score points. Bro, I don't care if Dak Joyner took every snap at quarterback. As long as we win and score, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do whatever you got to do. Don't leave any stone unturned. Don't leave any playmaker on the bench if there's guys that can help you. And again, we saw the Dukes Mayo Bowl, and I know that kind of irk some people that, you know, Dak Joyner didn't even step on the field last week, which, again, dealing with a calf injury, that's what we found out. But um, he's obviously got a skill set. Whether you think he's a quarterback, whether you think he's a receiver, whether you think he's just an athlete, right? He's got a skill set. So, yeah, I mean, if you can use him, if there are opportunities to use him, then most certainly I, I think uh, you, you do so, and that's that's on Satterfield. That's what he gets paid to do. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I, I – you know, if you can get – Arkansas off balance and, you know, get the football in Dak's hands. And, yeah, you know, like I said, that, that could play a major role in the game for sure. 
I mean, if you're if you're a defensive coordinator and you see Dak come in and take a snap, your initial thought is he's going to be a run play, and that, that's yeah. what we've yeah. seen mostly out of him until the Duke until the Duke Mayo Bowl. So having him throw the football really kind of opens up a whole other can of worms for an opposing defensive coordinator to try to figure out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to see um, it. Switch also, it up. I also would like to see. Yeah. Yeah, and I also like to see Spencer Rattler um, in space more, kind of rolling out of the pocket, um, looking downfield. I think we got out. If I, if I go back to the other get to uh, the Georgia State game, um, we came out early on with a hurry up, and I feel like we moved the ball well for the first 15 seconds of the game. I know it's a short period of time, but we ran three or four plays in the first 15 seconds of that game, and kind of got to around that just almost midfield area, and then started going back to the huddle, and it just kind of slowed back down and um but the, but the times we saw Spencer Rattler get in space and create something with his legs and throw the ball down the field it was good so I, I would like to try to mm-hmm. see us roll Rattler out and try to find an open guy I mean yeah. that's, I, I think that's going to be a, those two features are going to be a huge part of um success if we have it this week yeah no I, I agree with you man get, getting Spencer Rattler out of the pocket and again I, I we we I mean we all <laughs> we all know the issues up front I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse again but uh yeah, we, we all know the issues up front. So, yeah, getting him outside of the pocket for sure, getting creative with that. I, I loved what I saw from him throwing on the run. So, I think you use that to your advantage, man. You, you put pressure on that Arkansas secondary, and I, I think that's where the game will be won, man. I, I just – you know, I, I hate to think you got to throw it 40-plus times to win, but, dude, that might be the game plan. That might be what you have to do. And, again, like, like, like we all said, I don't give a damn how many times you throw it. I don't care if you throw it 70 times. As long as you win the game, uh, do what you got to do. So, I, I think – being stingy in the run game, you know, trying to be stingy in the run game. Uh, I, I don't – you just you, – you take what the defense gives you. And, again, I think that, uh, you know, if that's throwing the ball 40-plus times. But I agree with you. Moving Rattler outside of the pocket, definitely think that is the uh, – I think that's the move offensively. Bet, bet, putting him in the best possible position to be successful for sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking here. I just see an article that was posted 34 minutes ago. It says Arkansas announced that both of their starting uh, people in the secondary there are, are going to be doubtful um, yeah. for tomorrow's game. Yeah, Catalan so, and Slusher, two, two big-time guys. I mean, you, you should be able yeah. to have some success, no doubt. So, if, if, if we don't throw that 15-yard slant route down the field and try to create space down the field a little bit, if you hear a news story about somebody jumping off the roof over a football game, that's going to be me because I'll be so pissed. If we don't try to attack where they are, uh, where where their weakness is, um, that's something that we've seen. And I haven't given up on Satterfield yet, but that's something that we've seen a lot is, you know, you go to a defense and they have a weakness and you'll see them hit a 15-yard out route or a 15-yard slant in the middle of the field or something. And it's like, okay, wow, that worked well. And then it's three quarters before we go back to it again. So, if something works tomorrow, I hope we stick with it. And with that, um, I'll leave you with it, and I'm going to hang up. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the call, my man. Thank you so much for the uh, for the conversation. Really, really great stuff. Really good stuff there. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Guys, time is flying by here on this Friday. But we're going to jump into one final break. But I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crunch. guys are back final 10 minutes or so here on the daily crow taking your questions comments calls 843-790-3377 again we are less than 24 hours away from kickoff as the gamecocks open sec play against the arkansas razorbacks carolina looking 
to start off SEC play 1-0. and And again, it's a great opportunity, man. You listen to the podcast today, episode 700. Um, you know, I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're just a couple, by the way, a couple thousand downloads away from a million all-time downloads. Um, obviously, I'll be, I'll be sharing that with you guys once that hits and once that happens. Um, again, appreciate y'all being patient, rolling with the punches, with the technical stuff. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, I really don't. I, I, we're, we're, I'm Hopefully, it's just going to go away. But, uh, nah, anyways, appreciate you guys tuning in, man. Thank you all so much for the love and support this week. And, again, man, just a huge opportunity. Let's jump to the phone lines here. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing – Say it again. Sorry, I lost you. About 3 o'clock. You, you cut out, man. What, what, say it again. My bad. Cut that out. Or, yeah. I'm doing better than those Arkansas slap dicks are going to be doing. <laughs> the Arkansas slap dicks. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be eating pork chops and fat back at about 3 o'clock tomorrow. I love that. I love. Hey, the menu sounds delicious, my friend. <laughs> but look, man, I – I went to the game Saturday, and I left just like a lot of people, kind of pissed off. And, mm. and then I went back and rewatched the game, and I seen a lot of what um, Garcia said, where Rat could have stepped up in the pocket when some of the pressure was coming off of the edge, and they didn't pick up a couple of blitzes. And and one thing that nobody is talking about is how we were sleepwalking on them until they took the lead. And then the offense went right down the field and scored. And then we start blocking punts. And, I mean, it was like we were sleepwalking. We were sleepwalking. Oh, so, like, so do you think we were – like, so do you think we were sleepwalking in the sense of, like, not taking them seriously or or what? Yeah. Yeah. And see, like, bro, I, I just I, – I just – if you want my honest opinion, man, I think that's a really, really bad excuse for when you play like shit. I talked about it a couple of days ago. I think it was yesterday, the footballisms and the excuses we make for why our teams – dude, Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman said it in his press conference about – they asked him about, you know, are, are you worried about an 11 a.m. start? You know, teams tend to lose. You know what he said? He said, that's just an excuse. That's just an excuse you'll make when you lose. So, dude, if let me put it to you this way. If <laughs> – if it took us going down 13 to 12 to get fired up to play and take them seriously, that is a whole other issue in itself. You know, so I, that that's why I just I don't understand, bro, the whole like the whole argument of well, we just didn't show the playbook, bro. Only we it, I'll tell you this, if we only ran 10% of the playbook, then we should throw that 10% of the playbook in the fucking garbage. You know. So I, I, I just, bro, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I think that's a, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to throw shade at you. I just, I think that's a bad excuse, man. Well, we, we just weren't taking them seriously. Like, well, what do you even mean? Like, do you, like, bro, you, you're playing a college football game in front of eighty thousand people. What, what do you need? To, you need somebody to kick you in the ass to get excited? I, that, that, I just, I don't buy that, bro. I think we played I like, think, I, I think we played like shit. I think that's what happened. We just played like shit. So, ain't no other way to put it. I think it took them going up to kind of wake them up and say, "Hey, knock her out." You need to. But again, it goes it goes back to my point, bro. If you're if you're sleepwalking through your season opener, bro, that's a whole other issue in itself. You know what I mean? That 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 why is that the case? Why would you be sleepwalking through your damn season opener through the first half? You're up. You're telling me being up twelve to nine wasn't a 
or whatever, what was the score? 12 to seven, or I don't even remember, whatever it was. Being up by five points at half wasn't enough to stop sleepwalking through the through the game. That I I don't let me let me tell you, I just don't want to believe that's the case. Because if that's the case, that's a slap dick move in itself. That that's that's a slap dick move right there. You know, like like I, I just I hope and pray to God. And it's the coach's job to get them fired up to play. Coach's job. Yeah, that's right. So if you're sleep, I mean, I, I just hey, go sleepwalk tomorrow. You're gonna get your ass beat. Oh, that's fact. But I, I think I, fact, I, but... I just I just I, you know, no disrespect to you or anybody else, man. I, I just think that's a bad excuse when you're playing like ass. I, I think people because it's harder, it's harder. For people to, and I'm, I'm, I don't know what the hell's going on in the background there with his, his sound. I apologize, but you're, I don't know, sound like he was, I don't know what he was doing, but I, that's just another one of those football isms, man. I, I just, and it's, and it's, and it's an excuse to make people feel better. Duck call. It's an excuse to make, because here, here's the thing what I've noticed, guys, talking ball for a while and doing this for a while. It just makes folks like Jake Crane had no issue saying it, right? Jake had no issue saying it. What Jake said, if I were to say it, oh, it would just set Gamecock Twitter ablaze. Right? What, what did Jake say? Jake said, those offensive linemen, they got into position. That's the scary part. They got into position and got their ass whooped. Got their ass whooped. What did Jake Crane say? He just said they're not good enough. The players just aren't good enough. But fans don't want to hear that. They, they don't want to hear that, right? They don't want to hear that. Fans don't want to hear, hey, Jovan Gwynn's just not a very good player. At this level, at the SEC level, he's not a very good player. Bershawn Lee, not a very good player. I, I'm not trying to single guys out, but like, if we're talking about harsh realities, I'm not saying they can't play good football at some point, but... Over the course of the long haul, there's a reason we're recruiting the guys we're recruiting. Now, granted, I think it's on the coaches to scheme the best possible position, but that's what Jake's say that most people are. Will, what's up, man? How are you? No, I'm just I'm just sitting here like this motherfucker sitting right here, like <laughs> preach for the choir, bro. I'm telling you, like, I yeah. I, I, for you to say that they took them lightly or that they, you know, what I, that's saying Beamer didn't have them ready, and I don't believe that. I think Beamer, they knew what they were in for. They they came into that game ready to play. You know, I, I just think that there were some places that we got beat at. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's as simple as that. I just, I, with you, like with the coach speak, I, I'm right with you. I just don't believe. We held – I mean, I'm sure we didn't show all our cards on offense. But what would you hold back? You don't hold back when you can't score. We couldn't score the ball. Yeah. You think they're still over there like, we're good, dude. Well, the, you know what I mean? Like, I, just, I don't get that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think, too, like the whole, like, we, we were sleepwalking and we weren't fired up. And, bro, I'm going to tell you this because – let me just say this. If, if you're not fired up to play – and you're playing for an SEC school, season opener, packed house, and you're now getting paid with NIL, well, I'm going to have a problem with that, my guy. Because 
you know, I, I said what I said about the O-line this week, stand by, and I had a lot of people coming to my mention saying, man, they're just college kids, man. Just take it easy on them. And I get it, man. They're not in the NFL. But the days of amateurism and guys not being paid, that's, that's over, bro. That's over. They're practically paid professionals now. And it's not like I'm calling them bad people, but, like, to that point, man, like, bro, you're out here getting paid and you want to tell me you ain't fired up to play? Uh, nah, I, 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 that can't fly with me, bro. That, that, that can't fly with me. I, I, can't, I can't live with that excuse. I, I refuse to believe that excuse. I do. I can deal with you didn't play well. I can deal with you not good enough. Man, you, 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 you're doing more harm than good using that excuse because that ain't going to fly with me, bro. That we, well, we, we just weren't fired up to play. To hell with that. If somebody's writing you a check, you better be fired up, ready to go. And anybody that was in that stadium knows they were ready to play. Everybody yeah, I, I, and yeah I don't doubt that. Yeah, I think Beamer had this football team ready you know to go. I, mean? I think execution. I just like, think execution yeah. wasn't there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing is the, you know, the two excuses I don't like is that we, we weren't ready, you know, slash we held stuff back, and it was week one. Because we've said it a million times. That offensive line's been together a long time. This ain't week one for them. Yeah. So that's no excuse. And I think they can play better. I, and I'm, it's not like I don't, I don't dislike Glenn or any of those offensive line. I think that some of them have potential to be better than they're playing. Oh, yeah. We're just calling what we're seeing. Yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. We're just calling it how we're seeing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it. Yeah. But and anyway, with, uh, yeah. And with right. that, with that being said, man, I, I listen, I'm, I'm extremely excited for tomorrow. I, I think week one to week two, we will improve. I, I, you know, I'm not picking us to win. Obviously, I don't know that we, that we will improve enough to go beat Arkansas, but you never know, man. So, I, I mean, it's a great opportunity. I mean, it really is all you can ask for. And um, I think we've got the pieces to win. It's just all about at the point of attack, can we win consistently enough to give us a real, a real shot to do so? Yeah, I mean, we got the horses, man. We got some guys and then places. I, you know, we're, we're not quite there SEC-wise on the line, mm. but we're, we're, we're good, and we're good enough to win. And we got – we got some talent on the outside and the running back. So if we can play a little bit better this week, Yeah. but uh, yeah, that's it, man. I'll uh, hang up and uh, listen, bro. Later, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, Will. Guys, with that, we've hit two o'clock. Really interesting finish of the show. With all that being said, check out the podcast that dropped this morning, episode 700. I am excited. I am fired up going in tomorrow. Hey, there's issues from week one. Everybody's got issues from week one, though. And it's exciting that, you know, you got an opportunity starting off SEC play, get it figured out, get a huge win. Uh, this time tomorrow, what's it's two o'clock right now. This time tomorrow, we might be chilling, hanging out, happy as hell that Carolina's up by 14 points on Arkansas. You just never know. You never know. So I've got 26 to 20 hogs, but I think it's a toss up. I think it's a winnable game. I think if nothing else, man, it's going to be back and forth, a lot of fun. And again, to hell with what I pick. To hell with what I pick. Let's go beat Arkansas's ass. Guys, thank you all so much for yet another fantastic week yet another successful week please go check out the podcast that dropped this morning episode 700 talking everything with the arkansas game tomorrow top storylines key matchups keys the game and i lock in my prediction our a1 quality air services lead pipe lock of the week thank you so much everybody who called in who commented all the engagement all the banter guys thank you all for being patient with some of the technical issues either way though man beauties and the banter the daily crow in the books of the week appreciate y'all tuning in i'll leave you with this go cox Beat Arkansas, and we will talk to you on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.